Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I am Steph Copley, joined as always by my trusty, beautiful co-host, Aliza Woods. Hi. I don't know how trusty I am, but... <laughs> That's fair, actually. Maybe I'm not trusty, but I'm a little rusty. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I don't either. Does it mean you're old? Does it mean yeah. you're out of practice? Means, what does it mean? Yeah, man. All I had a softball above. game yesterday, and I just came home and immediately took three ibuprofen. Did anybody else? You um, need me to oil you up like the Tin Man? Okay. <laughs> Take Steph. that as you wish. Cool down, Steph. <laughs> um, um, but did anybody else grow up thinking that you had to drink chocolate milk after a workout to not get sore? I mean, this is still what they hand out after a half marathon. Really? Okay. So it's, so it's not- legit. I think it is legit. Okay. Did you drink it last night? Yeah. So when I'm like fitness is life, I'm like, got to get that chocolate milk. Hashtag fitness <laughs> yeah. is life. Fitness is life. I have to get that. And then I did work out today. So did you drink it again? Yep. Okay, good. My well, Apple you're on watch, a roll then. Yeah. My Apple watch is like, can it's you blown it up? Yeah. It's like, stop. But did you have a going. good game last night? We did. So my first at bat, I whiffed. <laughs> the ball. That's our girl. I, can't, I can't remember the last time that I've not hit the ball. And then I dribbled it to the pitcher and like our pitcher is I've played with him for like 12 years. And he was like, you know, you, you stepped like a way out of the batter's box. You might as well have been like <laughs> stepping on third base. And I was like, okay. So then the next couple at bats, um, I just kept my feet planted and I hit really well. So good for you. But man, it was chilly. Yeah. That wind is something else. I'm just done with it. Like out on a softball field, we were out at raccoon river and like, there's just nothing stopping that wind from just slapping you in the face. No, I told you I ran in it and I felt like I was pulling a parachute. It was, it's just been miserable. And you did six miles. I did. And the Drake yesterday was the kickoff for the Drake road races. So there were a lot of people who ran a lot, a lot farther than me. Is that the one that we went to see last year? Okay. Yeah. You and Jared were my fan club. You know, you got to let us know when the next one within driving distance. Yeah. I'll let you know. I promise. And by that, I mean, Des Moines. 10 minutes from my house <laughs> or less. It was super close. It was nice. It was super close. Jared picked me up like so early in the morning and we went to it and I was like, it's oh. the only time Jared has ever been early to anything, by the way, but <laughs> the were, only time in the record. We, we were early and we were terrified that we had missed you. Nope. You and didn't. then you mean, and we like walked down and we walked around and then all of a sudden I was like, is that her? Not all of a sudden. Cause I had said that about like 17 people. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, wait, that's her. And then we saw you me. and it was amazing. And you rocked it. Thank you. It was, that was really cool to have you guys there. So thanks. We love it. Uh, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, the Ivy college of business at Iowa state. <gasps> Good to you. Good to you. Only we, a couple weeks left. I know it's crazy. It's like the period from February to now flies by, and, but it, the days seem like they take forever because it's cold yeah. and windy. And, but somehow it's like, oh my gosh, we're at the end of April yeah. already. Da, 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 da. We're beautiful singers. I started a little too low. It's okay. <clears throat> but it sounds like maybe probably we're going to have a special guest from the Ivy college of business on our next podcast. 
And it sounds like maybe we're going to learn more about what they have to offer uh, for working adults. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully on the next podcast. I love that. Like my husband went to grad school while he was working full time and it was mm-hmm. super tough, but it was totally worth it. Totally no, and I, worth it. I think it. it's a thing now. Like I, it, yeah. you know, it was something that was pretty rare probably 10 years ago and it's just kind of exploded now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to learn more and hopefully you guys are too. So stay tuned for that. Also shout out to the Mississippi River Distilling Company for uh, sponsoring the entire podcast network. We love those guys. It's spring. It's about to be springtime. So keep an eye on their Twitter feed for their inspired spring cocktails. It's, like uh, whiskey on ice. I was just going to say, but it's always time for <laughs> Irish creams, no matter yeah. what the temperature is. So yeah. They always have their staples. The salted caramel. That's right. That stuff is so good. Oh, All right. Man. So that oh, would sorry. be good in like ice cream, like poured out oh like gosh. a, what did it, what do they call that when it's like a little oh, ice cream with a little coffee? Uh, it's ice cream know. inside. It's like a, a guavio. That's not it, <laughs> but it's on. Fancy, just yeah, up, I did. Just made good, it, I made it, it completely up. That's I can, a good idea. I can, can see you whip it in my mind for us. And for yeah. us, I mean me. Yeah. So ice cream coffee and salted caramel irish cream there you go it's it's like a it's like a rip your float but with coffee and irish cream did we just create something oh my gosh iced coffee (laughs) (laughs) okay okay we gotta we gotta cut this out of the pod so nobody takes it yeah this is we're trademarking and copywriting and all of those terms to it yep yep okay all right. Anyway, no one listened to that. I know. Uh, last week, we talked about the future of the women's basketball tournament, the NCAA women's basketball tournament. And since then, in those two weeks that have passed, college athletics seems to have slightly imploded. I don't know. It's been a wild, wild two weeks. <laughs> so tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about how to process this as a fan and talk about how name image likeness or pay for play, whatever you want to call it right now (laughs) is impacting women's sports and and what it looks like for the future of women's sports. But let's do the good news first. The women's basketball team had a heck of a couple of weeks signing a couple of really big names and also big bodies. And the first big news was Audie Crooks. That was about 10 days ago. She announced her commitment to the Cyclones. And I say big in a couple of ways. One, like I said, she's a big body. She's in, we are in need of a couple of bigs on this team and she's one of them. Um, And I say big also because it's big news. She's an ESPN top 60 recruit. She's six foot three inches tall. She is solid. She's a big girl. She's out of Bishop Garrigan. She picked Iowa state over Iowa in Oklahoma, (laughs) just to name a few. And she's part of our 2023 recruiting class. So not this upcoming season, but after Ashley goes and um, graduates and and is no longer with the Cyclones. So we're going to have a huge hole to fill there um, with Ashley being gone. The good news is that 2023 class is solid. There are several ESPN top 60 recruits. And I was thinking, Elisa, that should be something we break down in a future podcast over the spring and summer. What do you think? Yeah. I'm down for it. And I just want to, I just want to say it right now. She's going to be my favorite player on that. You think so? And that, how is that even possible? Cause I'm thinking about all of the girls who will still be there. (laughs) Yes. She's going to be my favorite. I'm going to put her in my pocket. 
I'm obs- I'm you I'm, always have someone you put in your pocket. I, I love it. But like I saw I've seen clips of her and I didn't even realize that she was from Iowa. Like, oh, yeah. Like you've when, seen clips on social yeah, media. Yeah. Yeah. For like the last year, I've been yeah. seeing clips of her like, oh, she's a badass. Yeah. So she's I'm, just like a solid body. I mean, she yeah. could knock me on my ass. Oh, in no yeah. Time. A brick wall. Yeah. brick. That's a good way to put it. I mean, she's she just- is with me in the brick wall club. <laughs> she's incredible. Like when she dribbles the ball, it's like the ball. It's like a men's like a NBA dude dribbling a women's ball. Yeah. It looks small. It's, it looks, small. it looks like a toy. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting <sighs> because, you know, I think there's going to be some kind of a, I don't culture shock's not the right word, but you know, she's from a one A school. She's yeah. coming to the big 12. It's going to take some time to transition into that. It's yeah. just a different world. But I mean, I don't think Bill Fenley sign or gets a girl like that unless he thinks that there's a lot of potential yeah. there. But here's so, the thing, like ahead. she's been playing 1A high school ball, but she has mm-hmm. not been playing 1A AAU ball. That's a good point. Like, she's That's been a very playing good point. AAU ball with the big boys. That's like, a great point. She's been in it. It's it just happens that three months out of her season are are played at a small school. No, you're absolutely right about that. I'm I'm pumped about her. Um, I'm also pumped about the news we got a few days later, which is Stephanie Soares. Again, big in two ways. She fills the immediate void of needing a big for next year, Ashley Jones last season. And again, more big news because she's two-time national or NAIA player of the year. She's six foot six. I don't know if you've watched clips of her, seen pictures of her. Her arms are ridiculously long. This is coming from someone who has abnormally long arms. Yeah. Hers are like, what? Like Brittany Griner <laughs> vibes. Yes. And she, that's funny you say that because she looks like a Baylor or a Texas big. Yeah. I mean, those, those women have those, those programs have their signature bigs mm-hmm. and she looks like one of them. She's athletic. She's long. She's lean. And she's a force. She's a force. I love it. So she'll be playing next year, this next um, upcoming season. She only has one year of eligibility. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of go all in for it. So basically like she wants to play the word on the street is that like, she wants to play in the WNBA. So she's coming to like to us to prove herself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy cool. And if you've seen or listened to any of our podcasts, you know, we've talked about that kind of being the Achilles heel of this squad is just, they don't have that one player to compete with those bigs of, like we said, Baylor and Texas or insert whatever team. Yeah. Um, And she's it. I mean, she's, she is it. And I just props to bill because first of all, you know, bill has talked in recent seasons about Iowa state plays the game. Iowa state plays and we're going to do it unapologetically. And to me, that was always, we shoot the three ball. We have a lot of good guards. We'll have someone inside who isn't a traditional big, but can, you know, the finesse of Ashley Jones. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of assumed, well, that's the, that's the style Bill's going to ride out on. And then he gets, he gets Soros and completely surprises me. And yeah. I just, I'm really excited about next year. We've got everybody back except, I mean, everybody with uh, significant playing time, except Aubrey Jones. And I want to talk about that in a second, mm-hmm. but then you're adding Suarez and Danae, a healthy Danae Fritz. And like I said, Suarez fills a huge void and I've heard lots of people talk about it, but I think it's true. Like, I don't think this is hype. I think we could be a preseason top five team that's and so I don't cool. think that's out of the realm of possibility. And I think that would be fair to be completely honest with you. Cause at that point you have seasoned guards, um, You've got Ashley Jones, and then you have the player that is going to combat what has been our Achilles heel. So 
man, I'm pumped. I'm already pumped. I'm, I <laughs> want it to be here now. Do you want to talk about Aubrey for a second? Sure. Aubrey has decided that she's going to leave Iowa State. She's entering the transfer portal. And I think it was a surprise for almost all of us. I was certainly surprised, um, especially given the relationship she has with her teammates. I think it's been a super positive relationship. If you heard Emily Ryan talk about her on our podcast, she was talking about how much she loves Aubrey. And obviously then her sister Ashley is here and her younger sister is, has been, has committed to Iowa state. So I think that just kind of threw everybody off and, you know, she hasn't necessarily said why I think we can all assume it's because she wants to go somewhere where she's going to get more consistent and just additional playing time. But my real comment on it was how the coaches and her former teammates at Iowa state reached out to her on Twitter and just said, you know, good luck to you. We're always going to be cheering for you. And so many of the coaches basically said, you know, once a cyclone, you're always a part of our family. We wish, wish you the best. And in a time where things are super hostile, which we'll talk about after the break, that was just kind of a nice change of pace. Uh-huh. And I believe it's all genuine. You know, I think yeah. they want her to go where it suits her best, where it suits um, her family the best. And I just, that was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. I think that I kind of went on a rant about this on Twitter um, the other day, and especially after like the Hunter news. And it's it's gotten a lot more complicated with hearing, you know, that he may go to Kansas. And, yeah, it, you know, it, it gets a little frustrating when you hear, you know, that they're going to go somewhere close and it, it strikes those chords. But I think that like the thing that's really just keep keeps going around in my mind about these players is that like they've spent one or two years with us Mm -hmm. and we have created these people in our mind that they are. And it's like, they are, you know, all their clothes are cardinal gold. They bleed cardinal gold. All their clothes are Iowa state. You know, they stay here during all of the breaks just because they love it so much. They want to be the mayor. You know what I mean? Like it's the Fred Hoiberg, the George Mm -hmm. Niang vibes. And it's like those players exist, but I don't think that they, I think that they're much few and further between. They're the exception, not the norm. Yeah. And we as fans think every player on the team is like that because we love these players and it doesn't make us love them any less. But once, once they kind of, once they decide to enter the transfer folder, once they decide to leave, it's like, we're losing, we're not exactly losing that person. We're losing the person that we thought that they were. We're miss we're le- or their persona is leaving us. Yeah. And it feels like a betrayal. Yeah. It feels like a betrayal, but it's like, there, and we've said this since the very beginning of the transfer portal and the very beginning of like NIL and the very beginning of really just like playing time in general. Like if there's somewhere that's better for a player, they, I don't feel like they owe us anything. And sometimes maybe they feel like they do. And that's just a bonus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But, but what we've given them, like a couple grand in room and board, plus like some classes, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make up for, it doesn't make them want to change what they want in their whole life. Like mm-hmm. what the, their main goal is. And a lot of these, a lot of these players main goal are either to get a bunch of money 
I don't think that Tyrese Hunter is going to play much in the NBA. He's not built for the NBA. He is, you know, not, he, and he has plenty of years to get it figured out. But what the way that I feel is that he sees that there is kind of opened up this little black hole Mm -hmm. um, in between like the wild West, you know, in between (laughs) when NIL was presented and when they kind of get a rain on it and he's seen this opening to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. And this is his opportunity to make hundreds of thousands of dollars before he inevitably like may have to move overseas to do it, you know, and, and it's possible in the next couple of years, you know, his game, um, changes yeah Yeah. grows and develops but right now like his skill set are very specific to college basketball and they don't necessarily transfer over to the nba which is fine and maybe there is a role for him somewhere you know but right now looking at him his transfers his skills are very much college basketball and so he's going where he can get paid a lot of money Mm -hmm. for doing what he's doing like life-changing money and yeah, there's how, no question about right. that. And, and I would, I mean, I can't tell you what I would do because no one's offered me hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars to go to Kansas. You know what I mean? But it's like, we're a school, you know what I right. mean? Like well, we're not I, a cult. No. And, and I we're think not there's like a, we're not like a, we're a community, but it's like, we're not like a four block radius where we've all grown up together you know it's like we're a school no and I have the I have these dual feelings going on I agree with everything you said wholeheartedly and for him I mean he is like the poster child for take the money change your life change your family's lives because of the trauma that they've gone through and the awful things he's had to endure and I get your money buddy like Mm -hmm. go after it get it but at the same time, it stinks for us. Yes. And I think what some fans have struggled with is holding those two feelings at the same time. Yeah. Because I think we can all agree that we're not mad at Tyrese. We're mad at the system and the way the system has suddenly blown up like this. Yeah. But we're also disappointed that we're losing a guy that we kind of all fell in love with. And he's probably going to go play for one of our <laughs> deepest rivals. And that doesn't mean we are angry with him as a person because we understand everything he's doing, but it still stinks. And yeah. it's just like, I'm guys, it's okay to have both of those feelings at the same time. Yeah. It's completely fine. I, it's okay to say, you know, go ahead, go make your money. And it's also okay that if he goes to Kansas, that we want to beat Kansas by twice <laughs> yes. as many, you right. know what I mean? Right. Like, and it, I just don't, I, I don't want people and I know they will, because it's just the nature of being a rabid fan, but. I don't want people to go after him personally. Like no. we can take it personally, right. you know, like right. we all do as fans, but like, don't lash out at him personally. If right. that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's like, I think about a lot of these players and a, a lot of times I think about like Luca Garza mm-hmm. and this is an Iowa example, but this happens here as well. Luca Garza left Iowa and I didn't hear anything about him. Yeah, after he got he his left. Jersey retired. And then it was like, Okay. I never heard, I didn't hear about him on any of the local sports stations. Like I listened to sports talk radio 24 seven. I didn't no longer heard about him. I didn't see him in people's tweets. And it's like, that's not, I'm not like, 
I'm not shaming Iowa no, fans, no. but he was their Christ for yeah. years. He was their like the born the again. guy. Yeah, he was the guy. And now he is in the NBA seeing a little bit of playing time, but nobody's giving him money from Iowa. Nobody's, you know, bending over backwards to give him opportunities at Iowa. And it's like these players, it doesn't matter how big they're going to be here unless they come back and fight for it, which guys like, I'm sorry, George Yang has fought, has come back and fought and made his own opportunities here in Ames. Yes. And he's been wel- welcomed back and we absolutely welcome them back. But it's like, we're if Tyrese Hunter spent four years here and he left to go to Europe, we're not going to be like following every move that he makes. We're just not. And it's like, we have to, so why do we expect that in return? Right. Yeah. We have to temper what we're offering these guys because it's not, and these women, we have to temper what we're offering Aubrey because it's not worth their entire lives. And it's interesting too, because what you said earlier about, um, you know, we have to see what the, you know, what they're in it for versus what we perceive them to be in it for, you know, like what's best for you type of scenario. And for some reason, you know, with Aubrey leaving, we're all okay with that. Like we get it. We, yeah. we want, she wants to go play somewhere else where she can get more consistent numbers. And it's like, Oh, okay. But for some reason, when the men do it, it's this, I don't know why we have such different. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think that it would be a little bit more like if, if Ashley left, you're right. You know what I mean? Our or star, like, if, yeah. Or if like right. Emily Ryan left right. or something, right. but, it, but like that would be a shock if, right. if Ashley was like, well, I have one more year of eligibility. I'm going to go play for UConn. We would be or like Iowa or something. <laughs> right. Right. We right. would be like, what? No, you're like, right about that. Well, I want to play different. with Caitlin Clark, you know? And it's like, wait, what? So I think that that's, I think that's the difference. You're right. Really. You're and that's right. not to like put down Aubrey. She's a no, great player. No, but like, and like we said, she was very well liked, but you're right. She wasn't the star. She yeah. wasn't what we were building the team after going forward. And we talked about this on the podcast when we talked about these players getting an extra year of eligibility after COVID, mm-hmm. we talked about this, that there would yeah. be some players squeezed were, in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Aubrey just got squeezed in the middle. Like right. uh, she just did. Like nobody is leaving. Right. And people probably would have left. And she just kind of got squeezed out. And there are probably some incoming freshmen that sort of got mm-hmm. squeezed out too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's gonna that's an unfortunate kind of unintended consequence yeah. of all of this. Yeah, I agree. And I just want to be clear, like Tyrese was one of my favorite players. And right, I for sure. And I like put him in your pocket. Yeah, I probably (laughs) did put him in my pocket. But like I unfollowed him on Instagram, which is fine. It's fine. But you just just don't care. I mean, I just he was my favorite and now he's not my favorite. anymore. Okay, I have to say. So he tweeted his top six tonight on Twitter and I'm sure he put it on Instagram too. Yeah. But so the six schools that he are in his final six are on the bottom and it's him in an Iowa State jersey. I know. And I and like again. Right. It's I'm not like Purdue, KU, Louisville. Who else was on the list? Um, is it was Tennessee on there? Yeah, Tennessee sounds right. Purdue, did you say Purdue? 
Purdue. Yep. Purdue. Yeah. I, I had Purdue. That's four, but I was just kind of like, man, I know. <laughs> can't you just find the picture of you in street clothes? Or I know. <laughs> it just, and it's fine. He didn't, I'm sure he meant no ill right. will by it, but I was right. like, oh, and I feel that in my chest. Yeah. Well, honestly, like that's, that's when I unfollowed him when he posted yeah. that. And I was just like, okay. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah no, and like, you're right. That's kind of the, but, it, but see, you're handling it in a mature, responsible yeah. way. It's kind of like what you get in a relationship you get out of, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not getting anything out of that yeah. relationship anymore. So it's yeah. time to move on. It's true. I wish him well, but it's time to move on. <laughs> but we talked about it earlier today. Like it does feel icky. You know what it, I mean? It feels yes. gross and it sucks. And it makes us, it makes us want to like find somebody to yell at. And so yes. many people are going to social media to yell at him. Yeah. It's like, and that's, come no. on. Right. Yell at your Come friends. On. Just but, get it out or into yeah. a pillow or something. Or but like, not, I'm sorry, man, go ahead. Or like manage your emotions. <laughs> or you there's know. that, but who does that? <laughs> who does that? You know, acknowledge your feelings, maybe. Let's take a quick break and then talk more about those icky feelings. How does okay. that sound? Okay. It sounds icky. It does sound icky. It's going to get real icky. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for a si- official, official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. All right, we're back. Quick shout out to our friend Hope Wood, who is also sponsoring the podcast. She does her will and a day program, which is truly a will and a day. And Elisa just reached out. One of her family members wanted to check out Hope. So she asked for her website. It's hopewoodjd.com. And you can use the promotion code fanatic for $50 off your will in a day package. Keep telling you this. It's ridiculously easy. There's no excuse for you not to do it. My, so do it. My dad's friend, Tom, is going to do it. Good for you, Tom. Yeah. We appreciate that for listening <laughs> to us and for doing what we say. All right. Before we left for break, we were talking about our icky feelings. Elisa, will you tell us what Rosa said? Oh, it's yeah. Super, super cute. So I don't e- I can't even remember what it was that we were talking about. But um, usually when she gets upset about stuff, she kind of lashes out. She slams doors. She's she five, stomps. She's right? five. Yeah. yeah. So stomps, um, yells, sometimes like hits things. Um <laughs> just gets mad snatches whatever and so something really upset her the other day and she said um i don't like the way that these feelings are making me feel it's just prophetic i know and i was like you know what thank you for saying that let's talk about that and so like instead of her getting sent to her room or you know taking away tablet time or whatever mm-hmm. 2022 parents do. <laughs> um, <laughs> sound like a real loser. Um, We're taking away tablet time. Yeah. Model um, yeah. um, I say that like she has some specific sort of like designated tablet time. She doesn't. She watches no. it whenever the hell she wants. <laughs> Um, again, the model of parenthood, (laughs) mom of Uh, the year. Yeah. Um, but instead of like having to face the consequences, her consequences were like a lot more enjoyable because we got to sit and talk about those feelings and how Mm -hmm. we could avoid those feelings next time. 
Well, I told you I was going to steal that from now on. Yeah. So anytime my feelings are making me feel icky, I'm going to text <laughs> you and say, I don't like how my feelings are making okay. me feel. Like right now, for example, <laughs> and you were mentioning why it feels so icky that Tyrese transferred. And there's, I think, an additional layer to it. You know, Aubrey transferred for the old fashioned reasons quote unquote, because she wanted more playing time, Mm -hmm. but to call a spade a spade, Tyrese is transferring for money, which is not something we have ever said until right now, because what was name image likeness has suddenly over the last week transformed into something that's much more complicated and difficult for to swallow, I think. And it's basically pay for play disguised as NIL, but it's not a good disguise. In no. fact, I would say that it's a really, really, really bad disguise. They found and, the loophole. <laughs> yeah. And it was weird. It just felt like, you know, for, there had been a couple instances of what felt like pay for play. Like I think it was Texas or Oklahoma. I forget which one, but all of their linemen were getting 50 grand. And then Mm. I think BYU or someone, all of the non-scholarship players were getting 10 grand or whatever X amount of dollars. So there were, there had been some, but then suddenly I felt like Tyrese was the first one where we're hearing rumors that he's going to get hundreds of thousands of dollars just to go somewhere, Mm -hmm. not in exchange for his name image or likeness, but in exchange for his qualities and potential capabilities on the basketball court. And to me, that is a key difference. And I think what freaks me out now, in addition to freaking, you know, to me being freaked out about what it means for Iowa state football and men's basketball, because frankly, we're not going to be able to compete with the Alabamas of the world who have donors that can write a million dollar check, you know, for X, Y, and Z second, third string quarterback. Um, But what has been keeping me up at night is what it means for women's sports. And now that it's turned into pay for play, hundreds of thousands of dollars are being thrown at these men, but I have yet to hear anything like this happening on the women's side. And that's not because the product is lesser. In fact, I've made the case that sometimes the product, I mean, they're different for sure, but I've made the case that I think the product is sometimes superior, but it's because after decades of not having equitable opportunities, chances, et cetera, the women's game hasn't grown, grown to the point of the men yet. We've talked about this in the um, scope of the NBA and the WNBA. In comparison, the WNBA is this little infant baby. So, of course, it's not as big as the NBA yet. So, for now, no one has to throw this kind of money at the women. So, they're not going to. Because once that bubble bursts, we just saw it with Tyrese, the bubble bursts, and then Mm -hmm. suddenly everyone needs it. So until they have to do that with the women, why would anybody? Mm -hmm. And the best example of this I have, it's um, Randy Peterson mentioned it in his story about the We Will Collective um, for the Des Moines Register. The We Will Collective right now, as of now, is only going to be available for football and men's basketball. So despite Iowa state having one of the most popular women's basketball programs in the country with women who are constantly giving back to the community on their own without the promise for checks, they're not going to have the opportunity Uh to get the money in this collective. And I understand that this collective was done in an emergency fashion in response to Tyrese leaving for cash basically. And I understand that it was done quickly. And I understand that at least I'm hopeful and optimistic that at some point that those dollars in the collective will be available to women. But for right now, I just don't understand why this has to be done at the exclusion 
of the women uh-huh. and not disparaging people, you know, George Yang's on the board, Dan McCartney's on the board, like people we adore as cyclones and people who love Iowa state, but it's the perfect example of female athletes getting left behind and for no good reason. And, you know, women's sports are disadvantaged here. Title nine is only 50 years old and 50 years later, we're still fighting for equitable opportunities. And when, and that collective is not regulated by title nine because it's separate from the school. It is a private entity. So there are no regulations for it. They don't have to offer any of it to women. They don't have to offer a single penny of it. And without, so with the title nine rules in place, I feel like we were still constantly fighting for equity. So imagine what it's going to be like without any rules, without Uh any title nine protection. I am really worried about the gap widening, not closing. And it, it upsets me because I feel like we were on this really positive trajectory, specifically with women's basketball of making gains. And now I just feel like it's just like that. The way that I kind of feel is like, why did you have to specify that? Why not just leave everybody in there? Why not leave wrestling in there? Like wrestling is getting left behind. Right. Um, Like why not just leave all of those in there and then say, well, we never really had the opportunity where no one it wanted would, those right, players, where it right. would make a difference. You know right. what I mean? Like just say we, it, there was never an opportunity that it would make a difference. And I feel like, like what happens if we're one player away from a national championship <laughs> for women's basketball? Because, right. because we kind of are like, yeah. we, to be honest, like we, we, there's like four teams that are perennially perennially yes got you that um fighting for that national championship and we are just on the outside and we talked about that a ton this yeah and so like we talked about this earlier today and we were frustrated and so i i reached out to billy and i was like listen what are ways that we you and i our listeners whoever can donate to Iowa state that we know that our money is only going to women's sports, because if you're only going to give this other money to men's sports, I would like for my dollars specifically to have the opportunity to to go somewhere else, somewhere that's being left behind. And, you know, the good news about the collective to your point, Elisa, is that private businesses can still go to an individual program or player. So for example, if I want Ashley Jones to come speak to my company for a luncheon, I can still go to her and say, Hey, we have this opportunity. Do you want to come and pay her directly? So that, that is not taken off the table. That's still there. And I'm hopeful that businesses will continue to do that and continue to come, um, you know, ask specifically for Mm -hmm. our female athletes. The problem is exactly what you said that it, we're just struggling with the, why they were left. Yeah. I mean, why it's done at the explosion. Well, and I and know, I know the response is going to be because it was done in an emergency yeah. fashion in response to losing players in men's basketball and football. I get all of that. I yeah. really truly do. And I, I am the one who just said women aren't being cherry picked. Um, you know, with the idea that they're going to get signed for tens of thousands of dollars. it's not happening. Yeah. But, but my point is also that's not what the collective is intending to do. Yeah. The collective is for current players. The collective is to give athletes the opportunity to give back and in, in the community and then exchange, get paid for the name, name image likeness, exactly what name image mm-hmm. in likeness was intended for. 
So again, why did we have to only allow it for football and men's basketball? It just, I mean, here's the feeling that it's making me feel is that there were a bunch of dudes <laughs> in a room. Yeah. That there were a bunch of guys in the room. I mean, we'll call in- a spade a spade that all of the board members of the collective are men, but there were a reacting bunch of guys in the problem. room reacting to a problem. And, and then, you know how sometimes your mind gets away from you a little bit? No, never. You know, and you wonder <laughs> if they said, don't worry, we won't, we won't give the girls any of your money. No girls allowed, you know, what? and it's not that it's, it's not obviously that. not that, but, no. you, but you start to get mad and you start to get frustrated and you start to feel feelings and you wonder, well, well, was it this guy going up to this other rich guy saying, you know, don't worry, we won't give the girls any of your money. And the reason we are, obviously react, the reason not. we have these thoughts <laughs> is because that used to happen. Right. Right. And so we're we're conditioned to react that way. Right. And no, that's not what happened. That's not what we're yeah. suggesting happened. What we're suggesting is, damn it, that would have been an opportunity just to right. pick up the phone and be like, hey, Bill, we're doing this. Right. Do, you, do you want it? And, you know, like we don't know yeah. what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. We're just saying, why not? Yeah. You know, so, and here's another thing that happens when things happen in a rush is that things just aren't fully thought through. No, they're not so, fully vetted the NCAA was forced, their hand was forced because they had not taken the time. They had not seen the writing on the wall, um, to create, um, any sort of checks and balances for this type of thing. And their hand was forced and they had to just sit down and figure it out and do it as quick as they could. Well, guess what? Something hit the fan. Here is what I'm afraid of. What? Uh, doesn't that sound like when you like yell into a fan thank you um here's the issue with these collectives that i'm afraid of so i have a million dollars that i want to give to the university um i'm a booster and I want to give a million dollars to the university. And I, I typically just give it to the boosters and let them use it where they want. Mm-hmm. Well, this year I'm going to give 500,000 of that to the collective mm-hmm. and then 500,000 of that to the booster. And so now all of a sudden we don't have that money for coach Matt Campbell. Now we don't have that money to keep him on staff. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have that money to keep his assistants that he likes on staff. Now we don't have that money to improve Hilton Coliseum. Now we don't have that money to keep TJ after he goes on a streak of doing really well in the NCAA tournament. Now we don't have the money to build that, the walkover university bridge bridge that we want to build. Now we don't have that money to improve Sheeman. You know what I mean? Because, or we don't have that money to divvy up what for title nine purposes, like we did before too. Right. So it's a continual, like, right. It's a continual, we were already behind and now it continues to put women's sports behind. And what I'm trying to say is that it's not only going to leave women's sports behind, it's going to leave the university right. behind. And this is why it puts fans in such a crappy spot because, you know, Joe Schmo only has so many dollars and yep. you have to figure out where to put it now. Yep. And I just, and the collective is a good, we have to have this collective. Right. I mean, we have to, there's no right. question. And it was the good move. And they had, I mean, by I mean, we should have probably even done it before if mm-hmm. we're being completely honest. So I'm not, we're not being critical of the collective. We're being critical of the 
well, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> Which don't is hate the player, the, hate the game. It's the same with Tyrese. Like, don't yeah. be mad at Tyrese. Be mad at the situation. Yeah. Well, and, and I just go we're ahead. not even really mad at it. We're just warning you that yes. this is. And th- we we weren't mad that with the pandemic they were giving these players a fifth. No, in year. fact, I think we encouraged it. Right. We were it's just, just there are consequences. telling you that these, right. these could be the possible consequences. And I don't want to toot our horns, but we've been right in a lot of the things <laughs> that we've true. predicted. You know what it's I mean? True. Because a lot of it is kind of common sense. And once yeah. we put those feelings that we're feeling to the side um, and we look at things with a little bit different lens, we realize that mm, it's possible. And we aren't going to be the only only university that this happens at. No, no, this is this is a you know, this is NCAA mm-hmm. wide with the exception of the tops, the top tier. Yes. But the problem is, is that KU has donors who are probably willing to increase to. Mm-hmm. 1.5 million as opposed to split up that 1 million because they have a history of being incredible and and their boosters expect that and we just mm-hmm. we haven't gotten there yet cuz guess yeah. what we're a little behind and guess what women's sports are a little behind yeah. and does the, does this all kind of feel the same are you, are you starting to get frustrated that we're that Iowa state is a little bit behind the blue bloods? Are you starting to, to understand what we're saying is that I'm sorry, but we're just going to have to do without because we're a little bit behind, you know, does that kind of feel so like weird. what that we've been really yelling um, into the abyss about women's sports? Are you welcome? Are you, right. Welcome listeners. It's I a mean, beautiful place. If you're listening to this pod, you know, you if know. you're listening, you know, if you, I, Y, K, Y, K, if you know, yes, you know. Yeah. but, and you know, I, I also appreciate that you and I have a specific eye on inequities or perceived inequities with women's sports. And I know that the people in that room getting this collective together, we're trying to move fast. I do. I get it. They were, like you said, responding to a problem that exists yes. in football and men's basketball, but my frustration is a similar frustration to a couple of years ago when we had the weight room disparity in the um, NCAA tournaments. Like, why is there no one mm-hmm. in the room saying, guys, are you sure this is a good idea, guys? Right. And I just, I wish we had, and I don't mean even guys, you know, like the, the gender, I just mean people, is this a good idea? Right. We need more, we need more of those no men or those uh, no women or those, those people who are, you know, raising the red flags yeah. when, and I don't, you know, I just, I worry that this was an opportunity to throw women's basketball specifically because it has such a presence and aims to throw them a bone and to kind of give them the, um, you know, the perceived importance that football and men's basketball, and it's, it's going to be okay. And I assume they will have the opportunity, but I was just like, you know, I was already worried about this being a creating a void or widening the gap. And this was just kind of salt in the wound, particularly because as Alisa, you've been on this from the very beginning, female athletes are, were excelling with true NIL, especially mm-hmm. with social media. And I, you said to me today that you think that'll continue. And I agree with you. Yeah. It's just what NIL has been bastardized into, I guess, yeah. is not that. But here's the other thing, friends, um, Paige Becker's making millions and Tyrese Hunter is going to make hundreds of thousands. So 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The unfortunate part is there are a lot more Tyrese hunters than right. there are page backers. And I don't want that to be the, <laughs> I, I don't want that to be the norm, but Tyrese like, hunter is like the number one guy in, in the, the portal, portal right You're now. Right. You're right. And Paige Becker might not even be the number one girl. Yeah in women's basketball yeah so it's like we like we talked about this earlier but i think that there is an opportunity for women um and for like the companies that handle like social media Mm -hmm. marketing and handle like influencer marketing we've talked about influencers before Mm -hmm. um but i think that there's an opportunity there for um a management company to come in and say, we are going to help these micro nano influencers make money and we're going to take a cut of it. Yeah. Um, but not even micro and nano influencers, like major influencers. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately with women, what it kind of takes is that you kind of have to like wear a lot of makeup and put yourself out there on social media. Right. Right. You kind of have to be a little bit savvy, but also like you're creating a business person by doing that. And you're, and I just, I see these women who are truly using the NIL in, in the way that it should be used, making connections in their community, making, um, creating business practices, learning how to, you know, invest their money wisely, uh, learning the worth of a dollar. And unfortunately, like, I just worry about Tyrese Hunter that he has for the Tyrese hunters of the world. Exactly. Yes. Like I'm just afraid that they are being handed money and not being taught how to use it. I'm afraid that they're going to high school and no one's teaching them how to do their taxes. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I keep thinking at some point there's going to be like a NIL school that all yeah, athletes are required. Yeah. And I don't know why, I don't know why more schools are, and maybe they are, and we yeah. just don't know about it, but I have the same concern because you're essentially getting thrown a bag of cash right. and I think, I mean, I think back to myself, I don't know what the hell I'd do with that kind of money, but like, that's another huge miss, I think for the NCAA where they said like, well, the university can't have anything to do with helping these athletes get their deals. Why not? Like, why not? You have somebody there helping them, walking them to class, waking them up in, in the morning, teaching them skills like i i think the concern there is if they are seen if are you talking about the ncaa or the schools individually because the schools individually if they are if they touch any of this they are seen as the payers and then it becomes an employer employee situation so i get that part of it but i don't i still there still needs to be i don't care who does it someone needs some kind of an nil school but i just i think that like I understand the payer payee thing. However, um, there are job fairs on campus for the engineer. Like there's a a massive engineers job fair Mm -hmm. at, I think it's at Hilton every year where all of the engineers go, Mm -hmm. they they get connected with plenty of opportunities to get jobs, to get paid, to get internships like what is the difference there why can't we have somebody like an nil fair an, 
and NIL fair, why can't we have something there? Why can't we have a person teaching them how to reach out to companies? Mm -hmm. Why can't we have a middleman somewhere instead of the NCAA being like, well, somebody, somebody else is going to have to figure it out. Who would be the best person to figure it out? The university would be the best. This is why this is all so messed up. It was because for years, the NCAA was like, well, we can't, we can't do that. We, We can't go down that route. And that was what they clung on to. And the Supreme court was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And then overnight it was like, everything flipped right. and because they had spent so long just denying any culpability that they didn't take steps to right. put things like this in place and now it's just a How now it is a, a mess frick it's a mess salary cap oh my god did i just come up in 10 seconds with no, the and- thing that would fix all of the ncaa's problems come up but, with a friggin salary cap and then no i know the but then university figure but, it out but then it's the issue of well now we have a professional league which fi- i mean really fine who i mean whatever it's it is that's where we're going anyway aren't we paying them with this very lucrative room and board and <laughs> and you know, 12 credits of class. I'm not criticizing year. what you're saying. I, I, we could go around in circles and smash our heads against the wall. Be, everything you're saying is right. I just, this is I stuff that, sh- that the NCAA had the opportunity to yes. do something great. And they said, well, we don't want to be held accountable. They squandered it. Yeah. We don't want to be held accountable. So somebody else has to figure it out. And somebody else did figure it out. And that now the NCAA, NCAA is like, wait, guys, like stick the that toothpaste, toothpaste is oh out. My God, that was amazing. We just made the same the analogy. Same <laughs> the toothpaste is out of the tube, people. <sighs> I don't know. I just I worry that we are witnessing irreparable damage to the NCAA as we know it. And. I don't know what it's going to look like. And I've, I've spent way too much brain power worrying about it and thinking about it, but it's because it's something that I love very much. And it's something that brings all of us a lot of joy. And I think the vast majority of us are okay with true NIL. It's just, this is not what that is. And until someone cracks down on that, I think we're in trouble. And unfortunately I don't know who's going to crack down on it. I had the thought of, you know, what if someone sues and says, this is not true money for your name image like this. This is, this is money for your athletic, you know, whatever ability. But then I keep thinking, who's going to, who's going to be the the person who sues if it's the school, they're blacklisted as someone who's against NIL. And I just like, who has standing to do that? I don't know. It's. (sighs) And I just see, like, I see women, (sighs) I see, like, if we do keep it, keep these collectives only for the men and NIL only. So pay for play is for men. NIL is for women. And if we kind Mm -hmm. of keep, keep it like that, then we're going to start to see these women, the, the best women only go to places where they know that there is some sort of management set up. Yeah to help yeah. them get those NIL deals. We'll see people going to Miami. We'll see people going to LA. We'll see people going to New York. We'll see. I mean, I even think Connecticut with ESPN mm-hmm. there, like, I think that there are things set up for like social media marketing that that's where these women are going to start to tap into is these major markets, because that's where they know they can get those NIL deals. And small markets like us are going to are 
aren't going to do as well because the NCAA has handicapped us mm-hmm. by not allowing right. the the biggest company in the city of Ames, basically Iowa State University, to help these players. The the company that is the closest to these players that knows their needs and their wants and their desires and yeah. has the resources to do it they've said no you can't do it because somebody might take advantage of it well guess what somebody did take advantage of it and now you're screwed so could you loosen up a little bit like yeah i just hand off I wish I, a little bit i wish i had a crystal ball to see what this was going to look like but part of me is like it's not it's not pretty so you don't even want to know i don't know i guess somebody meantime- will figure out something and the gap will widen and then everyone will cry about on twitter so I have something to talk about, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) I guess in the meantime, you know, if you own a small business, think about doing NIL deals with, with our female athletes or buy their shirts that we have for sale on Cyclone Fanatic. Or if you Mm -hmm. see, like I saw Morgan Keynes doing a basketball camp with Lindsay Fenley's company, sign up for that. Just do what you can on the side to support these ladies. And of course, continue to support the men as well. However you see fit, whether it's mm-hmm. through the collective or other, you know, buying tickets, however, just be a, be a good supporter of Iowa state athletics in general. How about that? That's my plea for this podcast. How about that? Uh, we have to finish by saying, well, do you have more? Should we say nice things about people? Do, do you have nice things to say about people? Nope. I have one thing <laughs> just, nice just, to say. Okay. I want to give a big good luck to our Cyclones who are hoping to hear their names called in the NFL draft this week. I What? What was that face for? Because I friggin' love the NFL draft. I love it. <laughs> and everything about it. It's like one of my favorite things of the entire year. And usually we don't have a lot of players in it and I'm not stressed, but mama's stressed a good reason to be stressed though and it is a good reason to be stressed what do you think is going to happen to Brees? do you know well obviously you don't know do you have a prediction i remember the year that alan lazard's name did Uh not get called and i just feel that in my stomach and i it cannot happen again no it can't happen again i'm pumped to see our favorite charlie kohler see what happens to him yeah whatever wherever he lands I'm a fan for until he leaves and then I'll follow <laughs> to the next team. Yeah, we you better you better keep an eye on him. Don't let him leave and then forget about him. No, I won't. Or I'll I won't. call That's you different. out. That's right. I'm different. We're, we're different. We are. All right. Anything else? This was a depressing episode. Was it a depressing episode? It was for me. Oh. I was hoping it would make me feel better. And now I just feel worse. Oh, how are you how are your feelings feeling? <laughs> Not good, Alisa. <laughs> but we I talked, know. we want to do some more upbeat, lighthearted episodes this summer. So if you have ideas about people you'd like us to reach out to or fun things we can chat about, we are all ears. So slide into our DMs. <laughs> or if you don't know how to slide into DMs, here's Steph's direct phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, thank Just you. Just don't reach out on Facebook. No, no. <laughs> I don't know why. It's because just, we don't check it. We don't check. We don't even have a Title IX Facebook. No. That's Did why we... just email Jared. <laughs> Find Jared on TikTok. Does Jared have a TikTok? I don't think so. You know who I miss on this podcast? Jared. 
no oh yes jared <laughs> jared still doesn't have a girlfriend so <gasps> wait guys are you sure he's still avail- yeah i'm sure okay he's still available he's single and ready to mingle i was just gonna say that why you? do we have the same brain he's single and ready thought. to mingle he's a real catch ladies he's tall <laughs> tall drink of water he's Lanky. nice he's he doesn't nice eat very much like, he's no. a cheap date yeah except he's, he drinks a lot of beer so maybe he's not so cheap oh, he's easy to take care of he's like a easy house plant yeah he, does, he doesn't need a lot of attention no i think he'd prefer less yeah. attention actually actually he would maybe if you just want to be like a twice two days a week girlfriend yeah, I think that's like pretty Wednesday accurate. and Saturday or something. Did we just make a really good case for Jared or what? Woof. Good thing he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he does. He does. I, I know. Because I like said something one time and he like commented on it. I was like, oh, you listen? Well, this will be a good test. Yeah. Well, um, oh, I know what we can say that's upbeat and positive. Okay. Um, Monte killing the game yeah doing some serious time in the nba game and basically winning the game i don't know i have we won the game I, but i have watched more nba in the last yeah. two weeks than i have for the rest of the season i'm feeling very yeah. seasoned and like all knowing <laughs> now yeah and niang is playing yeah. a ton niang's yeah. in the regular rotation it's cool to see yeah uh, I'm a big 76ers fan so it's fun to watch him but um we watch a lot of those warriors games so the I had it on and Corey, my six-year-old, walked past the um when the son's court was yeah, and she's like, What is that? Because it's a hideous court. Yeah. It's really ugly. Yeah. But she was offended by by its <laughs> ugliness. So she will Aww. not be a son's fan. Yeah. Oh. Um, my daughter realized this week that in boxing you get punched in the face. <laughs> And it made, a lot of it made her cry. Oh, okay. That's actually she, adorable. I know. She does not like, because she, she really liked boxing when she had never seen it before. Of course. Right. Um, as we all do. Yeah. And then she saw it and realized that people really do get hurt and just sobbing about it. What so, a little sweetheart. I know, I know she's a fireball, but that she's got a sweet side to her. She has feelings mm-hmm. feelings big on old top of, feelings she has a lot of feelings um i have suppressed mine <laughs> so <laughs> this is like a whole new world for me <laughs> oh who needs therapy when you have us i know dang did i bring it down again no okay no. hey i'm gonna give wait what i was just gonna say look at us <laughs> we're turning the podcast off now <laughs> go cyclone wait what? no 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 oh. what were you gonna say i was just gonna say something mean about todd blights or bring up the end <gasps> oh, of the podcast oh yeah gosh todd and brett are the worst all right the worst. that's all i was gonna say yeah all right with that go cyclones go state